What are you listening to? You don't know that the guys are putting I know that. No, this is one that I know. Tom Brady's bordering now on Godlike. You gotta put the bourbon down and go to a doctor. He's What's up, everybody, and welcome to Bump and Run. I'm Pete Colasano, joined, as always, by the the uh, head videographer for the Michigan Wolverines, Scott Bracey. What is going on, dude? Yeah, it's more ridiculous by the minute, that story. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, good afternoon on this nice, balmy August day. I mean, late October day. It is... Uh, Unbelievable. It is warm out, dude. Holy shit. I don't know about you, but I'm all for global warming, so it's uh, I love it. Well, you know, it's great right now, but then when you want to get the sticks out in like in like April, you're putting your fucking long johns on. It does see. So I have a theory. Are we gonna, let's talk some science here. I have a theory. So I look at the season as like a dial, like this, the year, yeah, the seasons as a dial. I know what you mean. And I feel like over the last 10 years, the dial turned a little bit. So summer kind of lasts a little lo- later, goes a little later. Yeah. But but yet winter is later. Last like later. I, I remember yeah. like parts of May and most of and really most of April. April being like a much warmer month. And I can't remember the last time it was warm or even hot in April. You know what I mean? Like it seems to be colder later in the year and it stays a little warmer later in the year. So like shit just so we, shifted a little. We played we played golf Good Friday this past year. And I play in shorts. I can't play in pants. It's just one of my things. I could do long sleeves, but I can't do pants. Mm-hmm. Dude, from holes like 13 to 18, I was fucking frozen. And, and I like being cold. Yeah. Uh, it was like, let's get the fuck out of here. Like, let's like, like pick up your ball. Let's, let's go. go. All right, it's good. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Right. Seven foot putt. It's good. It's good. You got yeah, it. Good. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> oh, my God. That, yeah, it's just weird. It's something. Uh, it's a little theory I have. I've talked with the science teacher at my school, and uh, he doesn't necessarily agree. But anyway, I think he's wrong. So <laughs> what do, I'm a gym teacher. I know all this stuff. So uh, before we get to our football stuff, we wanted to just you know talk qu- quickly about baseball. We have in our in the World Series, we have uh, what the Arizona Diamondbacks and Texas Rangers. That's it, bro. I, I, I know we're certainly if you sur- had that on your bingo card. Congratulations! Right, we're certainly uh, surprised with Arizona. Are we also surprised with Texas? Yes. Yeah. These are two teams that won fifty games two years ago. Right. That's the big and now thing. they're both in the world. Series. And listen, give them both credit. Absolutely, Arizona. Arizona built their way up through the farm, and Texas went out and made a couple moves last year, and then through this year. And the, the missing pieces, man, it's worked out. I'm, dude, Bochy's a hell of a manager for the. Uh, you know, Rangers. when I oh, saw that shit. he was the mayor, because again, how much Texas Rangers baseball am I following? I didn't even realize he was the head coach, but I'm like, or the manager, and I was just like, wow. I go that. It's exactly what I thought. I'm like, this guy's a really good manager because he yeah. was San Diego. He was. Uh, and had a, an amazing record. And this was before San Diego was San spending money. And then he was at San Fran, and I believe they won a World Series there with him, right? I think they won three. Oh, oh so even better. <laughs> and then um, and now with Texas, if he pulls this off, we don't really talk about him in those elite coaching no. conversations. But if, if he wins this year, if Texas wins this year, I guess we're going to have to start adding him to that list. I mean, if Joe oh Torre can be on that list, then I think he probably needs to be on that list. Definitely. So it's interesting. But again, here we are, Buckshaw Walter, former Buckshaw Walter teams in the World Series without it's, it's, Buckshaw it's Walter. Bananas. <laughs> it is something. It's else. eerie and bananas. But so. I just want to add one more thing um, with our Yankees. This is why 
Cashman's embarrassing himself. Two years ago, these teams won 50 games, as I previously stated. Figure it out, Brian. Right. If they could do it, they don't have the money we have. Arizona definitely doesn't have the money we Correct. have. Texas has spent a little money, give them credit. But, dude, in like in 2016, when you broke the thing down, you traded all these, you, you traded Chapman, you got Glaber, you got this guy and that guy, you traded Andrew Miller, you traded Beltran, you traded whoever. Be bad for a year. We're still going to show up. I'm a prime example. We're still going to show up. You're still because not going to be that bad. Young because you got, you got some stars. Yeah, it's yeah. that young Yankee town. People are willing to watch that. Yes. You know, to watch those guys grow. Dude, it's just, it makes me just more mad. Watching Philly, Houston, thank God Houston's out. Philly, Chicago, Boston, LA, all these big markets, us, and then, and then Arizona. I know Texas is a big market, but Arizona? It's a relatively, it's a money market. I don't know how big the a, market is, but they, they have, have money down there. The, yeah, they have a swimming pool in the outfit, yeah. bro. Like, so, but listen, man, congrats to both those teams. Good luck. I'm probably rooting for the Rangers. Montgomery's on the team. Chapman, even though I don't love Chapman, but I like Marcus Simeon. I like a couple of their players. And I, I like Bochy, So Yeah. When I don't have a rooting interest, I usually root for the underdog. So will that be Arizona? Yeah. Is that Arizona? Yeah. Then I'm rooting yeah. for Arizona there. Um, I did Hello, want to Michael. Men- Sorry I, about your Phillies, buddy. I did want to mention one thing. And, and Mike being on here is, is, is good because he's a big Phillies fan. And he... If he could talk, which we won't allow him to because what would come out of his <laughs> mouth probably wouldn't be very nice to me, but he knows I was just kidding. Over the last couple weeks, I've been throwing some posts out there just ribbing the Phillies fans a little bit because, you know, they can be an intolerable bunch from time <coughs> to time. And what I mean by that more than anything is that they're miserable during the regular season. You know what I mean? Like I listen. Yes, I, I am, Michael. I am. I'm not a, I'm not a it, jerk. They – um. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I hear them on Sports Talk Radio, and they are just like, they hate their team, they hate their players, and then obviously they're excited when the playoffs come. And So I just wanted to say this. Obviously, I, I always kid, you know, with with fans of different teams rooting against them or, or busting their chops. But if you're a Phillies fan, you know, allow the loss and the fact that you're out you know it's gonna bu- it's gonna burn for a day or so, but then let that get out of your system. And and I mean this genuinely. Embrace what you have right now. Like as Yankee fans, at this very moment, we remember to where it was every single year, whether whether we won it or not, we had a chance to win it. And that's really what most. I always say this about fan bases: you don't insist on championships. What you insist on, and what you have to have to be to enjoy yourself, <laughs> is you want to be competitive. You want to you at least believe that week in, week out with football, day in, day out with baseball, basketball, and hockey, that you have a chance to win. And I have to say, if you're a Phillies fan over the last few years, it may not be the most comfortable regular season, but goddamn, when it comes to September and October, whether it's the manager, whether it's the players, leadership on the play, I don't know, but they put, they pull their shit together and put a really nice product on the field. And um, yeah, and, and I just say embrace that. Like I, I get it. You didn't win the World Series, and I'm obviously there's disappointment that comes with that. But but you can also a day or two, a week or two later, say this is a fun run right now, and I'm I'm glad. It's listen, it's better than being like I, you know some of the, some of the people that have responded to me were like, oh, how are your Yankees doing? Exactly. Yeah. So embrace it. Enjoy it. Like, it's a fun run. You just had a game seven. Like, it doesn't get more exciting than that. You, you know what I mean? Are you shocked they lost game six and game seven at home? Yeah, I'm a little surprised at that, especially because of how hot they were. The sticks were hot. Like, everything was going right. And you just have to and win one fu- game at home. 
and they had a five two lead in game five. Yeah. So yeah, I was I'm a little surprised that they lost. So you know, on the baseball side, we can discuss that. I'm just saying generally, like like yeah, I yeah. think back to like I don't know if you if you were. You probably weren't even born yet when Buffalo. This is in the '80s, so you definitely weren't. When Buffalo had gone to f- the the Bills had gone to four straight Super Bowls and lost all four. I was alive. It was the '90s, you douche. Was it in the '90s? Yeah, it was late '80s, wasn't it? Late yeah. '80s into the '90s. I feel like I was in high school. '92, '94, '95. Anyway, like yeah. and then you'd have these people that would say, "Oh, they suck." Dude, you're a Bengals fan. How could you say any team that goes to the Super Bowl sucks because they lost? Like, you went yeah. to the Super Bowl four years in a row. You gave your fan base a chance for a Super Bowl four years in a row. Not many teams do that. Like, it sucks that they lost for Buffalo fans, but everybody else should shut the fuck up. And Bills fans can say, hey, yeah. man, they get, my team gave me a chance to get excited every year. And I just say embrace that. That's all. I really I well, really mean that. Well, dude, same thing with John Elway and the Broncos. Like, he, like yes. he would get to you would get the Super Bowl. He'd, he'd fight and claw, and claw in the AFC. Beating the Browns, coming back a couple times, whatever, and then they get their ass kicked to the NFC. But they were just a more superior league at that time. Which happens. But they got there. Which yeah, happens. Yeah, I just don't like yeah. when people say, "Oh, Denver sucks. They can't win the big one." Really? Because yeah, my yeah, team, yeah. the Jets, haven't even been to the fucking playoffs in thirteen years. So who really sucks? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That that's yeah. my only point. Like you're you're allowed to be disappointed in the moment, but then as time starts to pass, allow yourself to embrace and enjoy where your team is at right now. Because if I, I look at the Phillies and I say, there's no good reason they can't be a contender again next year. I don't know what's going to happen, but you should, as a Phillies fan, and frankly, as a Houston fan or, uh, or maybe even a Baltimore Orioles fan, you should at least be excited and say, I think our team can do it again next year. And that's a wonderful thing in the offseason. How many times just on this podcast alone, but many years before that, Mid September, late September. What do I always say to you about the Jets? Draft day. Looking to, looking forward to the draft. We didn't even get through September yet, and I'm looking forward <laughs> to the draft. And here you are. Yes, the season. And you're almost there this year. Again. Well, yeah, I know. I was. I was, and now they're kind of back in. But you know, I know it didn't end the way you want. But you can you can also look and say this. It's, I'm I'm glad I'm a Phillies fan right now because it's a fun time to be a Phillies fan and Orioles fan. Man, Orioles fans. How long have you been waiting yeah. to have a content? I mean, what twenty years? Maybe more. And here you are. It didn't work out at the very end. Listen, only one team finishes the season, the playoffs, on a win. Only one. So you can also embrace where you're at and the possibilities to come in the very near future for those for all those playoff teams. So that's all. It's a it's a uh, an inspiring message of hope. That's all. Yeah. Enough of that shit. Uh, Let's talk football. uh, Yeah, we'll get into the Yankees offseason down the road. Uh, you want to start NFL or college, my friend? Let's start with some college. Let's look at what All happened right. last week. College week eight in review. We are we are dwindling down now. I know. I know. We'll start with the game in uh, Columbus, Ohio. Ohio State 20, Penn State 12. A yawner. Very much uh, so. Good defensive battle. Penn State's offense looked uh, not good. They had double reins on and wouldn't, like, Oof. No risks, not taking any chances, not cutting. Listen, you got a, a, a good young quarterback, five-star quarterback. You got to let him go. You got to let him go. How's he going to get better if he doesn't learn from his mistakes? Right. So in a game like this, you know, we talked last week about this game and said, and maybe maybe Penn State's a year ahead here. Like maybe this game next year at Penn State, I wouldn't be surprised if they rocked the house. 
they're a little ahead of schedule with the young talent that they had. But but yeah. goddamn, you got to let them try. You got to let them take a shot. They are talented players. It is why you, you recruited them. So take a chance. And they just never took the reins off at all until it was too late, you know. So a little disappointing on the coaching end. And then if you start to look record-wise – at um what, yeah. the, what the hell's his name? I had that James Franklin. Jim, James Franklin. I tell you what, man, and I kind of like the guy, and I, I think he's a good coach, and he's probably a good fit for, for Penn State. But zero and ten on the road in the Big Ten against top ten teams, uh, like one or two and sixteen against anywhere, anywhere, even at home against Big Ten teams that are in the top ten. Like we like to talk of them, talk about them as if they're one of the elite teams in the Big Ten, and if we're really being honest, they're kind of tier two. They really are. They should be tier one, but they're really tier two. If you look at their recruiting, they should be tier one. If you yeah. look at their record, they're really tier two. And well, that, some thing, of that lands on Franklin's head. Listen, they still have to play Michigan. They get them at home, but it's a noon kick, which makes me happy. But even if they beat one of those teams every other year, they, they would look, be looked at better because at least you're beating one of them every other year, like every year. When you're going 0 2 every year, and they still can, they still can be Michigan, although what they look like the other day, I don't know if that's with that offense, that won't happen. Right. Although we have, we're very distracted at the moment. Um, I don't know. And Franklin just talks too much for having a record like that. Like, dude, like, simmer down, man. You're, you're not. Yeah. You're, you're not there yet. Like, and again, with that recruiting, you're t- you should be. You should absolutely. be. Absolutely. You've got a top 10 recruiting class for the last few years now, and you're not. It, the, the product on the field doesn't look it. And frankly, what he was brought in here for too, they're not even that good at. Like he was kind of known as an offensive guy with Vanderbilt when he was down there. You know, it was, they put points on the board in the SEC against SEC quality defenses, and that really hasn't materialized here. And to your point, even more, it's not just Michigan and Ohio State. When Wisconsin is on one of their good years, they yeah. don't beat them. When Minnesota's on one of their good years, they don't beat them. When Indiana had a good year, when Michael Penix, they didn't beat them. Like, it's not just Michigan. It doesn't matter. My point is just it doesn't really matter. Whoever is at the top of the Big Ten, you know, tier, you know, the two different divisions that year, they don't beat those teams. So they're really a tier two team right now until I see something different. And then with the influx of USC and UCLA coming in, it doesn't get any easier. It only gets harder. And Washington. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. And Washington. So they got some work to do. To really justify the kind of talk that they that they do, and then they're, that they're talked about. Duke hanging around with Florida State, and then Riley Leonard got hurt again, and Florida State was just too much. Yeah, they pull away late. I, I actually th- I thought this was a pretty impressive win for Florida State. This game made me nervous as shit um, because to me, Duke's defense we talked about last week is way better than what we would ever expect a Duke defense to be. And just in general, it was a really, it's a really good defense and it showed it early, but I was really impressed and happy to see Florida state kind of dominate as the game went on more and more, which is what good teams tend to do. Even if a team comes out fired up and they're playing you hard, eventually you pull away. That's what Alabama usually does. That's what Georgia does. You know, a couple few weeks ago, Georgia versus Auburn, the game was close. In fact, Auburn was winning early. And as the game wore on, Georgia was just too much. And they actually pulled away late uh, in the second half. Florida State kind of did that here. And that's a good sign. If you're a Florida State fan, obviously, that's yeah. a good sign. If you're a Duke fan, I think you're still encouraged because this is 
this is a pretty good football team, man. Duke is not exactly known for college football. And they they put there that's a talented football team, and I think they're got they got themselves a really good coach. I think they got themselves a really yeah. good coach. And I'm glad they were patient on him too, because it was only the first two years, but they they were patient enough. Yeah, which I think was smart because it looks like it's definitely paying off. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen how the season would go if their quarterback didn't get hurt. Yeah. You know, so yeah. uh Washington, Oklahoma, Texas, ugly, ugly wins. Quinn Ewers got hurt in that game. He's yep. gonna miss some time. That was a fun game uh, to watch, by the way. Dude, I tell you, Houston uh, with Dana Holgerson, man, he's you never know. It's they play tough. Goddamn gun slinging. Yep. Um, Oklahoma was up. ugly. It was oh, awful, dude. and they should have lost. Washington was even, Washington was even uglier. Ugh. I know that was late for you, pal. But I, I didn't mean, get was... to see it, but I saw the score, and then I went and watched the highlights, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, they were sleepwalking. So, and that was at home. Yeah. That was at home. Yeah. I, I know the hangover after a big win, but my God. Was that Arizona State or Arizona? Uh, Arizona State, was, right? I think it was the Sun Devils. Yeah. yeah. That's a – to win 15-7 against Arizona State at home. Listen, I know they're coming off the big crazy win over Oregon, but you got to win Penix, that one. Penix threw zero touchdowns. Like you got to win that game a little more comfortably. But it's a win, and two weeks from now after they beat USC or Utah or whatever, we won't care. So – it's actually, so, you know, as a coach, you look at that and you kind of you kind of like it in a way because you get to really use that. Yeah. You really get yeah. to drive that shit home. Yeah. This is what can happen. If we don't show up week after week, 100%, balls to the wall, this is what could happen. Like, I could see that I could see that talk taking place in the locker room on Monday. Every year we have a thing with this team. I'm like, oh, they're going to fall apart. They're, they're just not for real. They're not going to. And two weeks ago, we're like, maybe this is the year. Maybe they got him rolling. And then North Carolina loses to Virginia oh my God. at home. This is a – I mean, I text what you all the time. This the is a fuck? horrible, horrible, horrible loss. Like, there's no excuse for this. Um, and, frankly, they were losing most of the game. They were trying to keep up. and It just was a bad – this is a bad loss. You can't one week – who did they beat last week? That was like – it was a big deal. Miami. They, like, Miami. rocked Miami pretty good. Yep. And then you come and lose this game, um, you know it just takes away. Yeah, yeah, they're kind of like the they're kind of like the Chargers of the NFL. You know what I mean? It looks so pretty. There's a lot of there's a lot there to like. An elite quarterback, got some talented wideouts, and this and that. And then they they do one of these things. You know, it's it's as bad a loss as there as there can be at home. At home, it's not good. Really ugly. Really ugly. Alabama? Against a team. Against a team. By the way. Was that Virginia? Who, lo- who lost to James Madison? <laughs> who lost to J- who was an underdog and law at home and lost to James Madison? This is what I mean. Like it's worse yeah. than you think. You just hear Virginia and you're like, well, I mean, you know, should happen. No, this is the worst no. team in the ACC by far. Home dogs to basically like a one double A school and lost. Like Virginia's bad. Coming off like their little tragic mad. Ma- um, massacre that happened or shooting at their school and all that kind of or oh, whatever the geez. hell it was yeah, so yeah. it's understandable why but still you can't lose that fucking game you can't lose that game dude very bad alabama pardon the pun rolling uh it was scary early tennessee was Not, handing it to him yeah tennessee was handing it to him and i don't know what nick saban said at halftime but god damn they came out and that game <laughs> holy shit that was a totally different team in the second half 27 like, nothing in the second whoa. half. Whoa. Like, I mean, Tennessee almost like they, on offensively in the first half, they look like they could do anything they want. 
And then the second half, it was like they can't do anything. They couldn't do anything. Like you t- Very rarely do you see a turn like that. But it is, an, it, it is um, very typical of football. Football is such a momentum sport. Uh, unlike other sports, like baseball, momentum can last as long as the next pitcher. You know what I mean? The next pitcher can shut shit down and that's it. Basketball, it's possession of possession. You know, very rarely do you go on like a 15, 20-point run. It just... It's possession to possession. But football, man, sometimes that shit gets rolling. There's a, There was a game in the NFL we'll get to that was very, very similar, but that was from the jump. So it just was fascinating to yeah. see like how that game just turned and it never turned back. Utah 34, USC 32. They do it again. Caleb was not great again. Defense. He wasn't stinky, terrible. He wasn't terrible, but he wasn't but he great. Was, but he wasn't great. Nope. And then he's sulking on the sideline, the post-game shit. You know, all week long, I'm a lion, you're a sheep. Dude, we said it. Shut up, man. Play football. Utah's exactly the team they don't want to play against. It's totally opposite of what they do. They smacked them in the ass four times in a row. I love the way Utah plays. I love the way that guy coaches. And and USC is just stumbling right now. Yeah. They're a bad, fo- they're a bad defensive football team. Um, and... And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we started the podcast off with this little discussion about how Colorado's becoming unlikable. Mm. Isn't it? Isn't it just amazing how quickly you can go from, you know, the poster boy of Sports Illustrated to now people are questioning you, doubting you. If you remember, I brought up last week about the, the, na- the fingernails things from last year, which he doesn't do mm-hmm. anymore. So that's a good thing. But it is funny how others are starting to bring the oh, – Kind of makes you think. Why? What was he doing with the nails last year? Remember? And like now, character is becoming a question, and that's mm-hmm. never a good thing because that is how you can drop faster in the draft than anything. And I'm not saying he will drop because I, I think he's too talented. And there's no as a quarter. If I will say that if he was a wide receiver instead of a quarterback, if he was a defensive end instead of a quarterback, I think there's a chance he could drop because people don't want to see that. Coaches and teams don't want to see that in their players. It doesn't look good right now. And on another point, I feel like we've been saying this a lot lately. And I know it sounds like we're just tooting our own horn. And we are tooting our own horn a little bit. But on this very podcast last week, one week ago, you asked me a very simple question at the end of our USC versus Utah preview. You're like, wait, before we go to the next game, is it possible and I said, what did I say? I go, I know exactly where you're going. <laughs> you brought up how if he if USC loses this game, is it possible that Caleb Williams sits for the rest of the season? And then what did you text me after the game? Right away it started, right? <laughs> Reports coming out that <laughs> discussions that Caleb Williams could sit for the rest of the year. Yeah, would it be shocking? Should he? There, it's the talk. Should he do it? Should he sit? You know, don't don't ruin your career or whatever. I have to say, again, we're, we are always ahead of the curve. People probably heard the podcast and thought we were nuts, thought you were crazy for even bringing it up. It's never going to happen. <laughs> and here we are telling you guys that this was the discussion that went on all week this week. Again, we didn't say it was going to happen. But we, you, you basically just asked the question. You just had the balls and the nerve and how dare you ask that question a week before you should have. <laughs> so once again, and I think, you know, it's fun when we hear from some of our listeners and stuff like that. They're starting to notice that, 
you know, we're doing this, that we're talking about stuff before other people are saying it. Now, maybe that makes us crazy. I don't know, but <laughs> it's kind of becoming a habit of ours. So it's good. It's good. Uh, one more, uh, just on a, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I'll, I'll let you figure it out. Did you see how the Iowa game ended? I didn't see how it ended. I know Minnesota won the game. I know it was a snoozer also. Bro, you got to go see how this game ended. Oh, I should give you a heads up on this because now I'm going to basically talk it to myself. So Minnesota's, Minnesota's up 12-10. They punt with about a minute to go. Iowa's got one of the best kick returners in the country. That's their special teams. So it's gotten 6-1 or now 6-2, whatever. Punt goes to the sideline. Cooper DeGene's waving him off like this, just in front of his neck, in front of his shoulder pads, like this, waving him off. Ball kind of hops. He picks it up, runs it back for a touchdown. The officiate the, the official said he waved fair catch. Oh no. <sighs> Iowa loses 12 10. Very, 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 very shady. Very bizarre. Very. Dude. I get it, though. I get it from, I, uh, on the referee's part because you're probably, you know, they're taught to to protect the returner. So as soon as they see any kind of hand waving, but that sucks. Oh, dude. Oh my god, that's brutal. <laughs> brutal. Yeah, snooze fest. Rough game to watch, though. The lowest, the lowest over under total of all time. What and it was went it? Under. What was? What was the over and under total? 30. 30? 30. 30, 30, 30 flat. 30 flat. 12 oh 10 God, final. Dude. Going away. And it goes under <laughs> by, a, by a minute. Even if they got the touchdown, it would have went under. Oh, my God. It's so awful, man. It's Crazy. almost like they're fucking with you. Like, we dare you. We dare you to take the over. We freaking dare you. That's what they said. It's almost begging you to take the Dying for it. And you still can't dude. do it. Unbelievable. Dude, 17 14 goes over. Like. But what's bananas is that I don't know. they're six and two. I know should be seven and one. Crazy. <sighs> All right, I have a couple here that I'll just go real super quick. You know, how I do it. Um, speaking of six and two, the Rutgers Scarlet Knights pull off a a, a big you know rou a rousing win, thirty one fourteen, and I only bring it up because number one, you picked them, and number two. For all you local New Jersey fans, Rutgers fans, your team is now bowl eligible, which is an absolute win for the program. Yeah. We talk about yep. recruiting. It's always better that you're still playing in December, late December. Who knows? Maybe they'll be playing in January. It's always better so that you can bring in those recruits and see what we're doing and see what we're building and look what direction we're going. So Greg Schiano, good job for them. I don't know how many. They got a tough road the rest of the way, so I don't know. How, maybe they win one more. I don't know. Um, they got a tough route the rest of the way, but nice win there to get themselves ball eligible. I had Arkansas. If I, if you'd have told me that they were going to hold Mississippi State to seven, I would have I would have had myself in my hands. I would have had myself in my hand doing a job. I just wouldn't have known that Arkansas would have only scored three. This is one of the higher scoring teams in the SEC. They finally decided to play some defense, but I guess they slept on the bus. And uh, they end up losing seven to three. Dude, this, what this the fuck? Team, this was a team last year. The quarterback comes back. They were killing it last year. Their defense couldn't stop anybody. They're, what happened to that team? What, what they are this year is every single game they're just good enough to lose. So they they lose seven three to Mississippi State at home. By the way, they play Alabama last week and lose by a field goal. Basically, like every week it's a close game. They just lose by a field goal or, or one possession game. They're just good enough to lose. 
Like, they just can't get the W. They're just good enough to lose. So that was just awful. Just watching that, I'm just like, bro, you would have signed up as quick as possible if you knew your defense was only going to give up seven points, and you can't. What was the number in that game? It's only like, I think it was six and a half, or oh, maybe geez. less than that, five and a half. I don't know, something nice. like that. It's like, bro, you held the team to seven. You got to get 20. You got to put 20 on the board at home against Mississippi I, State. I think I was watching the Michigan game, and I went to the Utah-USC game, and I'm flipping around North Carolina, and I'm like, I see on the bottom line, 7-3. I'm like, what thing, a weather delay? What the fuck's going on in that game? And I saw final. I had to rewind it. I go, final? If you thought Iowa and Minnesota was unwatchable, 7-3. Yeah. That's literally two scores. At least you had a few field goals in that other game. Um, Miami gets a nice comeback win against against Clemson. Only reason I bring that up is because we have been beaten up on on Miami a little bit after the G, the Georgia Tech loss and then the North Carolina loss. I had brought them up in a preview last week, saying, "Hey, if you're going to get back on track, if you're talking about being a uh, uh, you know one of the top teams again, got to find a way to win this game against Clemson at home." And they did. It was double overtime. It wasn't sexy. Clemson's a mess, dude. Clemson is not great, but it's a win. And one more thing. And we'll file this under classy, but dot, dot, dot. Uh, LSU played at home against Army this week. Now, one of the coolest things I've ever seen, I don't know how many teams do this because I guess you have to play on grass to do this, but LSU, in an act of respect, painted their end zones. They still had LSU, but instead of the golden purple or yellow, whatever they call it, they had it as camouflage in the end zones. And I'm like, dude, that's some cool shit. That's respect, and I appreciate that, and I bet your Army did too. And then the game started. <laughs> <laughs> then the game started, and all respect went out the window, and LSU ends up winning the game 62 to nothing. And frankly, it probably could have been a lot worse, so maybe they were kind, you know, kind enough to not run it up even more than that. But... Very cool job. Uh, Army's bad this year. I, they've yeah. they've been shut out a few times, so the getting shut out by LSU is not really a surprise. But I just thought it was – when I saw that, I, I saw it leading up to the game that LSU was doing that. I'm like, you know what? That's cool. There's nothing wrong with showing some respect to the militaries, you know, the military academies. And then and then listen, when we're playing on the field, we're competing. They're, they're playing hard. You're playing hard. Whatever happens, happens. But to show that kind of respect, I thought was really cool. Week nine in uh, preview here. Number six, Oklahoma at Kansas. Wouldn't normally call this a big game. Um, and I think Oklahoma should handle them. But on the road and considering how they played last week, my guess is they were either still high off the Texas game and looking forward to the Kansas game, so that UCF game. UCF has been good in the past, but they're a 500 team this year. And Dylan Gabriel played there too, so I think they were a little jacked up. So I'll give them a pass on that one, but I think they should come out and play very well in this game. It's a tough spot on the road, but I, you know I don't know how I don't know how strong a home field advantage that place will be rocking for whatever it can be rocking. But it's just not the it's not Texas, it's not Tennessee, Alabama. Like that place, that stadium is not that. So I don't know yeah. what that's gonna mean. So I expect a nice comeback week from Oklahoma, but they're favored by like twenty something. I, I think nineteen. I think it's ten. No, is it that low? You sure? Hold on. No, I'm not. You might be right. I feel like they're pretty big favorites though. Maybe it's not 20. Maybe I'm way overestimating. Maybe I'm thinking of Texas. I'm probably thinking of Texas. Nine and a half. I think I'm thinking of Texas. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're 20-something. Yeah. 
Yeah, if it was 20-something on the road to Kansas 5-2, I'm jumping all over to Jayhawks there. Yeah. If somebody died, fucking wanted to. Maybe that was just wishful thinking. The world's largest cocktail party in Jacksonville, Florida, the Georgia Bulldogs and the Florida Gators. Yeah, you would expect Georgia to roll. If this game was in, when I looked at the schedule, and, and it kind of has Florida as the home team, but they're not. Yeah, it's it's nah. neutral site. If this was in Gatorville, I would really consider – the possibility of Florida winning, even though they're not that good. They're not that good. But I just think that place, the Swamp, number one team coming in, I don't think this is one of the best number one teams we've ever seen. You know, they're going to be excited, but I expect Georgia to roll since it's not. Their best the player's out, too. Brock Bowers is out. So we'll see what they look like. But, yeah, I expect them to roll. They too. will play hard. Florida will play hard. That place will be rocking. <coughs> It'll be a fun game to watch. I just don't. I just think there's a talent gap there. BYU, the Fighting Zach Wilsons, go to Austin and play Texas. <laughs> um, yeah, kind of similar situation here to what we saw with Oklahoma. Uh, Texas did not play their best game last week. What was the disappointment for, for fans watching should have been their defense. Texas defense has been very good this year. They look great against Alabama. Um, and so to struggle against Houston, you know, but again – Coming off Oklahoma, it's tough. It's tough to to get back up. So I expect that they'll have a pretty good game this week. Be careful, backup quarterback in. That is true, which is interesting because they're not going with the Manning boy. They are not. Very fascinating. I don't know if they're thinking of redshirting him or is he just not performing that well in practice? Who the frick knows? Yeah, I don't know. I know. I know that the family really didn't want him to play this year. I don't know if that was like a precondition to him signing, but they were kind of adamant about him not playing this year. I don't know if it was like they want him to eat a little humble pie. Hey, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let him sit and learn and then and then go play. But they weren't high on him. They didn't want him to play. So maybe that was a precondition for him signing with Texas. And that's not what maybe that's not why. I don't know. But you bring up a good point. And BYU can score. They're not a bad team. This is no, they, they can play. So I think this is the only ranked matchup of the weekend. Number eight, Oregon, and number 13, Utah. Yeah, I would love to pull the trigger on Oregon this week because I'm looking at them saying Utah coming off that big win against USC. If it was at Oregon, I would definitely have jumped on it pretty much no matter what the line was. I just mm. think it's hard to hold that intensity against those two teams for two weeks in a row. But since it's at Utah, that's just a tough place to go and play, dude. We've been talking about this for like four fucking weeks now. That every Pac-12 good quality team that goes on the road, just cross your fingers, man. Because it's friggin' tough, dude. These home field advantages are for real. Like, you just go back to that Washington-Oregon game. Those are two very evenly matched teams. And frankly, if you watch that game, I thought Oregon played a little better, just played a little better than Washington. But I think the home field made the difference, the comfort, good night's sleep, all that kind of stuff. This is a tough spot for Oregon, man. I, I think they should win the game because I think they're they're a significantly more complete team than USC. But, but the game's at Utah, and it's just going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Yep. You want to watch a physical Pac-12 game? This is going to be it. Because yep. Oregon's very, very physical, too. So both of these teams are very physical. And Number we don't say that too tennis. often about Pac-12 teams. No. <laughs> Hello. Number 21, Tennessee at Kentucky. Kentucky's going the wrong direction. 
Tennessee, great first half, bad second half. Let's see how they bounce back in that game. Damn. Going on the road. How many games in a row has Kentucky lost? Is it three now? Two, but I think two it's in a two. row. It's definitely two in a row. Um, let me see if it's three. I think it's two. Well, let me see. Yeah, it's kind of the licking your Boom. it's kind of the licking your wounds ball here. You know, which team is gonna bounce back from tough yeah. from a tough a little tough That's pretty you know, good, stretch actually. here. Where's the game? Uh in Lexington. Yeah. Yeah, two. Two in a row. Yeah, both, both five and two. Yeah. I don't know. I have no feel on this game. I don't either. It wouldn't n- nothing would surprise me here. You know, like um if Tennessee were to win or win handily, if Kentucky were to win and win by two scores, I wouldn't neither one would surprise me. So yeah, this is one of those games you just say, I'm good. I'll just watch. I think it actually might be a pretty fun game to watch, but to bet on, ugh, tough, tough. Yeah. Tough. Uh number three, Ohio State at Wisconsin. Wisconsin's a funny team. They don't have any like explosiveness. Their running back's pretty good. They're back their quarterback's out. Their defense isn't as good as normal, but Ohio State off the road, on the road, off an emotional win last week at night. Jump around. Jump I, I around. Could see, I could see Wisconsin hanging around in this game for a little while at least. I think you said it perfectly. I don't know that they could win the game, but it wouldn't surprise me if this is like 10-7 midway through the third quarter, 13-10 midway through the I third know. quarter. Yeah. You know, anything like that. I mean, even like 12-10 Wisconsin with like four sleepy. minutes left in the third. It wouldn't surprise me at all, which would be fun because then the jumping around at the beginning of the fourth quarter would be loud as shit. But I think, <laughs> I think in the end, Ohio State probably pulls this one out. I agree. That's all I got, buddy. I just have that? one more, and you know me. I'm always I'm always interested in like either bounce back or how you're going to respond. How do you respond off a tough loss or or, 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 a, or a really emotional win? So only game that really kind of stuck out to me with that was North Carolina at Georgia Tech. You just, I mean, if you really look at the schedule of every top 25 team or any team that's been ranked in the tw- top 25 this year, I think that's probably the worst loss. Like, it's probably the most – even if you look at Colorado losing to Stanford, nobody thought Colorado was a like a like a playoff contender. Like, if you're undefeated and you're playing Virginia and you just beat Miami, like, I think North Carolina was at least in the conversation for playoffs. I don't think either one of us believed that they were a playoff team, but they were in the conversation for sure. For sure. When you have an elite quarterback and now you're playing Virginia – you got to run away with that one. And so that's one of the worst losses, if not the worst loss of any top 25 team this year. I just want to see how they respond. And they don't get to do it at home. They got to go on the road <coughs> to a Georgia Tech team that beat Miami that, you know, you know, and has yeah. played teams very tough this year. This is not a shitty Georgia Tech team. This is a tough football team. They're not very good. Like they're not a, a um they're not a really great team, but they're tough. This is not a rollover game. So I, I just want – that's the only one I got. I just want to see how North Carolina responds after a really, really, just really disappointing loss last week. I honestly – it's so bad, I don't know how you come back. This is this is where coaching matters. Like, you're going to have to – you're going to have to really do some psychological warfare with your team because that's a that's a that's a tough one, dude. That's yeah. not a. That's not you played your North Carolina. You played Clemson and you lost by a field goal. And a lot. like that's tough. But hey, man, we were in a war. This is your favorite by like three touchdowns, maybe more. It probably was more, and you lose outright. Whoa, bro, demoralizing. It's demoralizing. That's worse sometimes. So I just want to see how they respond. NFL Week Seven review. Um, Pete, remind me. Um, who plays quarterback for the Bears? Are you talking about Justin Fields? Oh, wait, no. Yeah, that, 
No, he wasn't the quarterback this week, was he? Oh, wait. And they won the game. Yeah. I don't even know. Tyson Bajent from Marshmallow State University somewhere in yeah. West Virginia. Yeah, they, they won the game without it, Mr. Fields. Isn't oh. it amazing when you don't turn oh. the ball over and you keep your, keep your reads simple and you just get it to the open guy, and if he's not there, you either throw it away or run it yourself. It's an amazing. They look like one of the better teams in the NFL. The Raiders aren't great, but they're not terrible either. No. And they shit on the Raiders. So I don't want to hear it's the personnel. I don't want to hear it's the coaching. This kid shouldn't even be in the NFL right now, and he just led them impressively yep. to a to a walkaway win against the Raiders. So say what you want. What's wrong with the Buffalo Bills? I don't know. And what's strange to me is it's the offense. Like mm-hmm. we're this is two weeks in a row now. You know, against the Giants, they shit the bet offensively. Hey, if you really look at that game, they played very well defensively. And then this game, they just couldn't score early. And then what's more disturbing, let's be honest, New England is one of the worst offensive teams in the league. Like, yeah. you got a bad quarterback. you got no weapons. Even your offensive line has been letting you down this year. Mac Jones let, 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 them, let them downfield to you, win the game. You're losing like, oh, the whole game. You, find, you do come back, play some better football late, and take the lead. And you let them just walk down the field? What? Yeah. They're such a bizarre team, dude. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. And that's why, you know, like, you can't you can't bet Buffalo games because how do you go from, like, just – annihilating one of the best offensive teams in the league in Miami, and then you can't beat two of the worst offensive teams that, or barely beat the Giants, and, and you don't and you lose to New England. It's just it's a bad look. I think in the begin I think before the season started, you asked me if Sean McDermott was on the hot seat, and I said maybe it's warm at best. At, at most it's warm. It's warming up. I will say that it's warming up. They're a 500 football team right now, and there's a chance they won't make the playoffs. And I will say this. If they don't make the playoffs, I put it at somewhere like 80 85% that he gets let go. Because I think word is getting around that you need an offensive coach, especially when you have a high-end quarterback, starting quarterback. Like you just look around, whether it's Philly, um, Kansas City, you know, and then the Cincinnati. opposite, the, uh, yeah, Cincinnati, and then the opposite. You look at Buffalo and the and the Chargers. Yeah, there's a problem, dude. There's a freaking problem. So his, that seat is getting warm, man. And 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 knowing the Bills, the way they go, they'll probably go out there this week and put fifty on the board and crush whatever the fuck they're pulling. Tonight. So you know, who knows? You know, who's a, you know who's a ticking time bomb too? If this keeps going on, Stephon, Stephon Diggs. Diggs. Oh my God. Yeah. And you know what? This time I'll say it's kind of justifiable because there's no good reason, and it's not. And it's not, looking at the last two weeks, I don't know that it's a Josh Allen problem. I don't know what the problem is. I don't. Yeah, I that's gen- why I'm, it's it's weird. It's, I, it's, yeah. So when you ask, I, I genuinely don't. <laughs> unfortunately, like I don't storm, have a good answer. Dude, I think, yeah, it's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I think there's a. Listen, every coach has their has their window of time, and maybe that time is up for McDermott. I don't know. I, maybe they're starting to kind of tune him out a little. I don't know. I don't know, but it's not good. I know this game made us a little sad. The Baltimore Ravens blow out the Detroit Lions. So we talked before about like momentum, and this was the game I was alluding to when I said there was a game in the NFL that was exactly don't the same. Don't get blown out. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. And I, you said last week, just don't get blown out. If you lose 23-20, you hold your head up high, 
we'll have a better judge of what the lines are, yeah. but now I don't I don't know. There was no segment in this game that Detroit did better than Baltimore. There was no point in this game where Detroit even looked like they were competitive. This looked like an old Detroit Lions team that we were ready. And I'm going to chalk this up because it was just one week. I'm going to chalk this up to they just were they they were sleeping. They weren't they didn't get off the bus. It's just one of those games. How does that happen against there. a good I don't team know, like that. and and I might be cutting them a little slack because Dan Campbell, in his post game press conference, maybe it was the next day, said, "Hey, the intensity was there." Well, coach, with all due respect, if the intensity <laughs> was there, then you got bigger problems than any of us know about because yeah, Baltimore had you could say what you want. Baltimore's a good team and they've got a good record, but they haven't done that to anybody this year. They haven't done no. that to anybody. So no, they this were is a team that scoring looked, touchdowns and they scored five of them. Yeah, like, this is a team who lost to the Colts. So right, am I right about that? Then they lose yeah, to the Colts. Yeah, at home. Yep, so, yep, yep, yep. so the idea that the intensity <laughs> oh, was there. Well, then, Coach, what was missing? <laughs> because it was bad in every way, shape, or form. And you know, I try to be honest about what I see in Lamar Jackson, and I stand by what I my overall picture. But he had a great fucking game, dude. He had a great game. He was yeah. throwing the shit out of the ball. He was putting the ball right in the right spot. And then when he had to take off, he took off and got big time first downs. And then got down. Now he played great. That, he, that, that, that's that was one great. of the best games I've seen him play as a pro. Now, I don't yeah. know how much of that has in to a while. do. With, yeah. In a while, for sure. Well, because it was complete. We've seen him have better games running, but then maybe the throwing isn't there. Like, this was complete. And... What do we always talk about with running quarterbacks? Running is nice, but it should be your, it should be secondary. You have to be yep. a great passer. And in this game, he was a very good passer, and the running was secondary. But when Lamar Jackson is running and that's his secondary tool, you're in trouble, dude. If he's throwing a ball and he's going to throw for 225 more or more, and then he's running the ball as a secondary outlet, dude, tough, tough team to beat. Tough team to beat. And Detroit just never got it going. Nothing. Total domination. The Pittsburgh Steelers off a bye, as they always fucking do. They go to L.A. for the second time this year. Well, no. They went to Vegas. So they go to they go out west for the second time this year. Yeah. And, dude, I don't know how. First of all, good win. Sure. Second off. Second off. The quarterback sneak first down call. Did you see this? Yes. What the fuck were the refs? You review it, and they still give them the first down? <laughs> no, I know. What? Very bizarre. Very bizarre. A good win for Pitt. Kenny Pickett looks a little more comfortable. I don't know if him and Canada are getting more and more cohesive as the year goes on. Listen, you get the ball to George Pickens, please. That your best right. player. You see what when you move the ball downfield, it it helps. Najee looks a little more life in him. There's a little more defense. Yeah. Defense is fantastic. They have another another kid at running back who actually does look pretty yeah, good. Yeah, Warren. Warren looks pretty. Yeah, pretty nice. Pretty. Yeah, he doesn't look like player. he's got fucking handcuffs on his feet. Right. Yeah, you should change the Steelers' name to the Magicians because. <laughs> This is like two weeks in a row now, at least that they look like in a, like they look like they don't have a clue of what to do. But you got to give Tomlin some credit, and I guess you got to give the team some credit too because I guess they're used to this now. Like they just keep grinding and grinding and grinding, and they just have that mentality that eventually we'll figure this out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You know, I told you. <laughs> Two weeks ago when the Jets beat the Eagles and I'm watching 
with my girl and she's saying, no, they're going to be okay. They're going to, they're going to do this. They're going to, and I'm saying, no, they're not. And I remember saying to her, (laughs) the difference is you're a Steelers fan and I'm a Jets fan. As a, as a Steelers fan, you think eventually my time, my team will find a way to win. And as a Jets fan, you think eventually my team will find a way to lose. Steelers just find ways. It's not always the same. It certainly isn't always pretty. Well, that division is going to be fun down the stretch, man. Yeah, because yeah. I don't know if you're going to talk about it, but like Cleveland with that defense and even, you know, it's just. Although they didn't, they didn't show up this week, but I know overall. They're well, what's his name? Miles Garrett did. He's a friggin' savage. He so, did, but he always does. Yeah. Other, so other ten it is a very interesting division. Yeah, it's a very interesting division. Who's the bad team? We thought in no the beginning of the season, we thought maybe Cleveland, but. You know, yeah. record-wise, maybe, but you want to play them? <laughs> you don't. I don't want to play that defense. No. They're loaded. We'll get into. We'll get into that in a minute. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs, red hot. Much better offensive performance this week. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about the Eagles, but I thought this was. I thought this was their best performance to date. They look good. They look better. They look more complete. But then again. It's the Chargers. They scored 17 points in the first 20 minutes and then can't score another point the rest of the game. So I th- <laughs> it's just bananas. It's, and I, you're gonna, somebody want to tell me about Kellen Moore and how much better they are with Kellen Moore? What's the fucking difference, folks? What's the difference? Right. The problem is your head coach, and the problem is your, your quarterback has a fourth quarter issue. And I love him, and I would take him, and I think he's great, and I can still point out deficiencies, so fuck off. Yep. Um, what's what? If you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan – what you should be most excited about, though, is the defense. Like, this is the first time yeah, in the they, Mahomes era that you have an above-average, p- quite possibly top-10 defense. So, for a team that doesn't look like what they have been in the past offensively, which my guess is they'll figure that shit out by the end of the season, if this is who they are defensively, folks, good luck. I don't care, yep. I don't care who you are. Good luck. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, in a roller coaster game Sunday night, Philadelphia beats Miami by two touchdowns, but they had it tied midway through the third quarter. Yeah, but it was tied because of what was it? A, a, a pick six. Pick six. They really only scored ten offensive points. I actually thought Philly dominated that game. They looked better. Hurts looked good. Um, they ran the ball though. They, they that's ran the ball. Just run, say and then and then AJ Brown's a goddamn monster. He's a beast. And and. He's definitely top five receiver in the league, right? Well, like, for no sure. Doubt. For sure. Right now, yeah, for sure. And the other thing is um, Miami is a really fun, good offensive team. They're a bad defensive team, and their record their record against teams that they where they won the game, I think the teams only have five wins total. Yeah, so they've yeah. beaten up on bad teams. Now, we didn't think some of those teams would be bad in the beginning of the season, but Denver is bad. You know, they've beaten up on some bad teams, even New England. Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're not great. This is not a go deep in but the playoffs they, team. But Collins, Collinsward said it four times the other night. I'm sure you're watching it. They're going to get some reinforcements back on defense. That'll help them out down the road. It's going to have to. Yeah, it's going to have to because this is. Yeah. Look, you could say what you want, but in the playoffs, you're playing the best, and you're going to have to make some stops. And they're they're bad defense. They're bad defensively, so they're going to need that help. And remember, so they got they got a chain out too. That that's a big part of their offense. So I mean, listen, I'm not so worried about them offensively. I think uh, small indicator right work, now, but like you want to see, you want to build as you, you want to see. It's just when they play the when they play quality teams, they lose, and the offense yeah. isn't as explosive. So yeah, that's why. Uh the San Francisco 49ers down again at Minnesota Dude. Monday night. We we almost put the Vikings to bed. 
Now they're coming alive without Justin Jefferson. Um, Kirk Cousins is playing really, dude, really well, folks. He made one throw, backing up a guy in his face, a 13-yard crossing pattern right here. I couldn't believe he had the zip on that thing to get it. Well done, Kirk. Uh, listen, I guess Debo Samuel is the, uh, the heart of that Niner offense or what? Well, don't forget, um, left tackle is out also. True. And I think that causes played. a problem. you got an undersized quarterback who doesn't have a huge arm, and he's hitting his fifth step, and there's a guy in his face. This is two weeks in a row now. And I don't care who you are, quarterback Tom Brady, when he played the Giants in the Super Bowl, they got pressure up the middle in his face. And guess what? He didn't do well either. Most quarterbacks don't do well when you got somebody right in their grill. You come from the outside, it's one thing. But you're coming from the inside and you're right in a guy's face. It's hard. It's really hard. I'm speaking from experience, too. It's hard enough as it is. So, you know, I don't think any of us thought that uh, Purdy was a top five quarterback in the league. But. he needs help, no. as most of these quarterbacks do, which is what we saw. But I still think he's very good. I don't think he was the problem. But you got to give Minnesota some friggin' credit, man. Yeah, I like, agree. This is a team that could have easily packed it in. We we're talking about selling off pieces, shipping Kirk Cousins maybe to the Jets or Atlanta or somewhere else. And here they are. They they can honestly consider playoffs moving forward. You play in a weak division uh, outside of Detroit. You know, you should beat up on Green Bay and, and Chicago. And they're playing really, really well now. And we talked about when a couple weeks ago when they played the Bears. I said to you, hey, you know, you got you got Flores over there. He's going to mix things up and, and make things funky for Justin Fields, which is exactly what he did. And he did it again this week. Yeah. We look at them and say they're not a great defensive team, but they got a very good defensive coach, Brian Flores, and they're starting to come around defensively. They played very well defensively this week against San Francisco. So keep your eye on this team. I'm not saying definite or anything like that, but I, I will say don't be surprised if this ends up being a playoff team, which would be crazy right. considering they started 1-4. 0-3, 1-4. Yeah, and four. schedule is over. I know that yep. for a fact. You said it right. All right, week uh, week eight preview. You have anything else you want to throw in there? No, you had all the games. I only had the one game specifically. I knew you were going to hit the important ones. Gotcha. Uh, tonight, I threw this down there because I think it's just we're so we're so confused by the Bills. Nine and a half point favorites at home against Tampa Bay. Awful loss. Tampa Bay hasn't looked good either. They had that game one last week. They blew that thing. Baker's just. If you put in he's Baker the dictionary, Baker Mayfield's picture would be right next to it. Like yeah. he's just. He's Baker. He is what he is. He has... They have no run game either. Their defense no. is playing pretty well. Pretty good. You know what? Like, because I there's have... still some talented pieces there from champ from their championship year. There's yeah. still some talent there, but it's dwindling. And again, no I think they went into really... this offseason kind of thinking this was a tank year, so they really didn't acquire any talent. Right. That's true. That's and true. now and now you look and you're playing, you're like, oh shit, we're actually not bad. But they didn't refill the cupboard. So they're kind of in a weird spot. You know, you got guys that are fighting for new contracts, fighting because they just, you know, they want to win games. And they're not tanking me, like you had hoped. <laughs> if you told me to bet this game, I don't know what side I take, honestly. I have no idea. I can't imagine. Here's what I would take the Bills, even though it's not one of my picks. I would take the Bills because you can't count on Tampa Bay on the road. Tampa's here. offense. Yeah, I, I can't I count agree. on it. But I don't. I can't. I wouldn't bet it because the, if you look at the way the Bills have played the last God. two weeks, especially offensively, who the hell knows what you're going to get this week? So, oh, I mean, if you had a gun to my head, I would take Buffalo. But, I, and, and you know, the other thing is, you got to say like, 
the last two weeks, is it who they are or is it just a little a little bit of a slump? This does happen. You know, San Francisco lost two games in a row now. Like, it does happen. Do they snap out of it? Is this the perfect game for them to snap out of it? Maybe it is. Uh, but they're going to have to, man. They're going to have to. Um, Rams at Cowboys. Cowboys off a bye. Rams off a loss at home. One o'clock kick, although not too far for the Rams to go there to yeah. Dallas. But um, I think this is an important game for Dallas. I agree. I was just going to say the same thing. I think this is a. They got to get a run Dallas. game established, dude. They really do. I don't know that this is the team to get their run game established against, but yeah, I think Pittsburgh started running in the second I, half. Yeah, last I think you're also. right that they need it. But Dallas has to get a, a quality win against at least a halfway quality opponent here, and uh, they just haven't been the same since. Uh, since Diggs got hurt, that defense just hasn't been the same. So we'll see what happens. Even Micah Parsons, which shouldn't one shouldn't have anything to do with the other. I know. He I hasn't know. been the menace that he was previously. So we'll see. This is an important game for Dallas. Party at the Meadowlands, Jets and Giants. <laughs> this is a game I always look forward to, whether it's preseason or not. I don't really care. This is a regular season. I will tell you this. Um... Jets should win this game. I don't care who the home team is because they're both at home, basically, both sleeping in your own bed, which is huge. Jets should win this game. And to me, uh, the skeptical Jet fan comes out, and I say this is a perfect spot for them to lay an egg. Everyone's excited. You played really well against Kansas City. You beat – You beat. Um, you it was a bad week for a bye last week. Well, dude, they're licking some wounds. So, you know – I from, mean, momentum-wise. Abs- I agree. I agree. So I just, you know, I don't trust them. Ty, I just don't trust Tyrod them. Taylor's still in for the Giants? I, I believe think, right? so, and he should be yeah. because he just looks better than Daniel Jones. Isn't it amazing when I, I you have to... Competent, like, dude. Be competent. Be competent. Yeah, that, that's, that's it. They look better with him at quarterback. It just is what it is. I like the Jets in this game too, but I, I wouldn't be surprised but if they a little sleepy. I, yeah, I don't... Not yeah. a lot. And then in the end, in the end, they still have Zach Wilson at quarterback, and he, yes, he has played better. I just don't trust it. I just don't Does trust it. Is it scary? I know a lot of people are saying on the radio this week, after the bye last week, everything went haywire. That has nothing to do with I, the I, That means nothing yeah, to me. It's, it's, that means absolutely nothing to me. This is a different team, different time. Even Zach Wilson himself is different. Even just from a confidence point of view, you know, he's got to be feeling differently than he did a year ago. So, no. Yeah, and he's got Brees Hall still. Like, come on. He's got that. Aaron Rodgers in his ear. Like, there's a lot yeah, There's a lot in favor. And he has played better. He has played better. There's been fewer turnovers. And we see those wow throws from time to time. I just don't trust him. So. Understood. Peter, one of your favorite topics. Deshaun Watson out again going Dude. to Seattle. By the way, physically cleared, medically cleared by the doctor, by team doctor. To go back in last week, right? And... This week and in general. Oh, really? For two weeks. For three weeks what now. He's or two Dude, weeks. What is going on out Include there, the bye man. week. He's been three weeks medically cleared and didn't play, and he finally did this week, but then got hurt. Got medically cleared to go back in and decided not to. I don't know what is going on. It is weird, and Cleveland is in an awful, awful spot because even if he does go back in, he stinks, <laughs> and you're stuck with this fuck for the next four years. Like it's a it's a it's a devil of a position because it's a guaranteed contract, so you can't even move it. You can't you can't you can't ship them out, or else all that prorated contract gets sucked into one year, and you'd you'd Who's have. Who's in a worse spot, Cleveland or Denver? Yes. Yeah. Fair. Um, Both. 
Weird spread here, though. Even with Deshaun out, the line didn't move that much. Yeah, because he's he's shitty. He sucks. Yeah. You know, so PJ Walker's not much better, but again, competent. He made a nice he made a couple nice throws late in that game. Um Deshaun Watson has been average at best. So yeah, that's why the line doesn't change very much. So yeah. But tough spot. I mean, you know. <laughs> And who knows with that with that Cleveland defense? It, I know it didn't look great last week at times, but at times it does look great. But then they give up big play. Very weird. Very weird. Very weird. Cincinnati at San Francisco. The Niners probably without Devo Samuel and Brock Sam Purdy. Darnold starting at quarterback, most likely. We don't know that for sure, but most likely Sam Darnold starting at quarterback, which I'm fascinated to watch and see how he does. And the funny thing is he might be he might just be the perfect guy to be in there right now if they're having some offensive line issues cuz Sam is pretty mobile, can take off, he's a pretty good runner. Purdy is too. He Purdy had one run last week that I was like, god damn. Yeah, like, I know he what escaped, about, yeah. he escaped the the rush and then made he a move and cut out. back. You couldn't and then, see him. He popped out of yeah. the pile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, but yeah. he made an, he made like a fake outside and cut inside and he left the defender just standing there untouched. I was like, "Okay. All right, Brock." I know. I it was know. a nice run. But Sam's bigger, stronger, good runner also. Um, I will tell you this. The line moved already. The line has moved already two points. So that tells you what Vegas thinks yeah. about Brock Purdy with all the talk of, uh, you know, the last two games they haven't won. Maybe he's not that good. It just tells you what Vegas thinks about Brock Purdy that w the idea of him, it's not even official yet that he's not playing. And the line already moved to two and a half points in the other direction. So say what you want. Vegas knows what they're talking about. This is a really tough spot for San Fran. You got a Cincinnati team that started off bad, but that's what they do every year and has been playing better and better each week, and you're banged up and without your starting quarterback, and you just lost two games in a row. Can you imagine San Francisco lose three games in a row? You went from the bet. Everybody was on. It was kind of like the consensus best team in the NFL, and now you're going to be, what, four and three? Yeah. Damn. Five and three, something like that. Like, damn. Five and three. Yeah. Probably second place in your own division. Yeah. If Seattle Holy wins. Shit. Wow. Uh, I wrote this one down because I think it's intriguing for a couple of reasons. Raiders at Lions Monday Night Football. Detroit has not a Monday Night game in like fucking six years, which yeah. is pretty cool. Um, Jimmy G is supposed to play for the Raiders. I want to see how Detroit bounces back. That's after right. Embarrassed last week, yep. too. I think they got a running back. I think they got Montgomery back this week, which will be huge for Goff. Uh, they got to get Jameson Williams going, too. They didn't stretch the field at all in that game last week. They got a good tight end. I, I think you're right. I think they just laid an egg from fucking I just think they never got week. off the bus. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. But yeah. I'm curious to see what they do. Now, I'm with you. Now, that now, listen, if Minnesota gets cooking now, now you're going to start talking. Like, Detroit's going to start looking behind them. Right. Absolutely. And Detroit should be very wary of Minnesota. But I'm with you. Like, I always look. If they're, if, if we're going to say you're an elite team, how do you bounce back after an uh, after an embarrassing loss? And this was an embarrassing loss for them. Now, it wasn't a primetime embarrassing loss, but it was still embarrassing. So I, I suspect they'll have a really good game uh, this week. So we'll see. You have anything else? I have a couple. Um, Texans at Carolina. I have mentioned how CJ uh, CJ Stroud. Stroud has played really well at home. Been okay on the road, but good at home. This game is on the road where he hasn't played so well. Can Carolina get their first win? Why does that even matter? The draft. <laughs> the draft, yep. right? It just cut for the draft. It'll be interesting. Can Carolina get their first win? Um, Atlanta at Tennessee. 
Why is this interesting to me? Because if Tennessee loses this game, there's already talks this week about shipping players out. You got the talk of Rabel moving on. You got the talk of Derrick Henry being traded, maybe yeah. to the Bills, maybe to uh, who else did I hear? Baltimore, maybe. Like, If Tennessee loses this game, and I think the trade deadline is Tuesday, is there a sudden fire sale on Monday into early Tuesday with some of right. these Tennessee players? And that would be very interesting. And I, we already talked about San Fran, Cincinnati. So those are the other two for me. Uh Let's win some money for some people. Let me get the music. What were our week, I had a rough week. Well, well, yeah, while Pete's doing that, I don't think I was much better. Uh, I hit Rutgers and Steelers. I lost Green Bay and Oregon. I don't know how Denver won that game, by the way. What a fucking mess. Oh, my God. Not- we didn't talk about it, but uh, Jordan yeah, Love ugly. was putrid. Oh, he was, that was the yeah. worst game he's played they so far this year. They need to help Aaron Jones to even help him out, and he's not there yet. Yeah, like he's, still that's coming, a, that's he's a, on a pitch count. That's not good. That was <laughs> a I, I had Oregon covered for fucking 10 minutes, and then they gave him a late touchdown. Those bastards. Back door, baby. Everybody loves taking it in the back door. Peter. Oh, wait, someone what? and others. Peter, wait, what? Peter, <laughs> had, the, Peter had the Razorbacks. In the bar- I, think, I think they're still trying to score a touchdown oh five days later. Uh, this one was not one of your favorites. I even bust your balls on this. Georgia Tech. It was a bad pick. It happens. Yeah, you're right. Seattle, you got a late a late field goal to cover that bad that one, yeah. I told you. Uh, and you had the Chargers blowout city, so you were. By the way, seventeen seventeen with with like ten I, minutes left this, in the second quarter. Dude, you're like beautiful, is. fantastic, and they never scored again. And Not another point. Uh, I am going to go to the Pac-12. Why not? Because we love the Pac-12. Me this year. too. USC is in, in uh, uh, what should we say the word is, um, staggering, I'm going to go. They are struggling, staggering. State of despair. Yeah, a lot of S's there. Um, they play at Cal Berkeley. One o'clock kick, West Coast time. All week, Caleb's getting shit. Lincoln's getting shit. This team is just so talented. Time to nut up. I think USC puts on an offensive display, and they hold on for a delay on defense. Be something like that. I have the exact same thing for the exact same reasons. This is a good, this is, you know, whatever. Again, I say, so, how many times I said this in the last two weeks, but just because I'm pointing, we point out deficiencies or things we don't like, doesn't mean a guy sucks or a team sucks. Yes, there have been some things over the last couple of weeks that I didn't like about Caleb Williams, but I don't know that he's been the problem the last two weeks. And I think this is just what he needed. This is not Utah. This is not like an elite team. I, I think it's going to be much worse. I could see this being something, you know, somewhere like 55 to 20. I think USC mm. rolls because it's exactly what they need. I could see Lincoln Riley just m- mentally med- middle fingering everyone in the media and say, oh, yeah, I suck. 63-10. Like, I can see something like yeah. that. I could see them rolling, yep. running this one up a little bit. I'm going to go in the Pac-12 again. You brought this game up before. We and love you make the point. You make good points on what you were saying, but I'm going to disagree. Oh, my God. How dare you, sir? I know. It's something I don't do normally. Just kidding. <laughs> um, I understand where you're coming with Utah off an emotional win at USC. Tough. They come home. Oregon's very good. But the way you at Utah plays and the way Willingham's got those guys playing and the way they like to play against spread out teams... Dude, Utah at home getting six and a half points. I can't turn that down. It's like, I just can't do it. Like, I could see him losing, 
but I can't see them losing by a touchdown. Dude, they were down 14 by USC last week early, and they claw back, and they they just don't go down without a fight, man. I just love the, the Utah Utes. Give me Utah plus 6.5 at home against Oregon. I love that they're getting points. Yeah. And that's a significant. That's not even a field goal. That's like right. significant points there. I'm with you on that one. I'm going to do what I'm going to call the double dummy bet. Uh-oh. So a dummy bet is when you bet one team last week and lost, and then you go against them this week. I'm doing double duty here. Uh, I had Georgia Tech last week, and it was dumb because <laughs> they got they got smushed. Dumb truck. And then North Carolina let us down. So it's double dumb because I'm going with North Carolina over Georgia Tech. You're, what do I always say? You're never as bad or as good as you look last week. So Georgia Tech's not as bad as they look last week. But I'm going to say North Carolina. They have to bounce back. They have to bounce back. So uh, I'm going to take North Carolina. And frankly, I'm taking this one because I don't love this slate because I think the lines were pretty goddamn sharp. I just think I do think North Carolina is a good football team, and I think they got to bounce back. As I always say, if you're an elite team and you get embarrassed, you need you, I need to see that. You know, you it, you took it to heart and you come back hard. So give me North Carolina. It's a big spread, man. North Carolina minus 11 and a half over Georgia Tech. Are they home or away? I think it's at Georgia Tech, dude. Hold me, hold on a second. I think I got. Yeah, because I think that line it's would be at more Georgia Tech. Home. Yeah, it's at yeah. Georgia Tech. Um, I just think they got. I think they have to have a bounce back. <laughs> they got to have a major bounce back. I've watched New Orleans Saints play football this year, and it has not been pretty. No. I don't care if Jeff George is playing quarterback for the Colts this week. I love uh, Jeff George. Yeah, Cannon. Cannon. From? Illinois. I'm my man. The Colts have some balls. They play hard. Gardner Minshew is the prime example of that. They run the ball. Taylor's back. They're starting to get some play out of wide receivers. We like their defense. Well, last week was bizarre, too. The, that game was just Nutty all over the place. Car car has not gotten going yet with the Saints. They look confused. I know they have ten days to prepare, but not they go on the road. I think I just, Michael I, Thomas I, I, is part of the problem here too, though. We're thinking of the name, and when I see the player in the field, he's not what he was. He's, he's not. never open. Never open. He's not who yeah, he was. Kamara looks a step slow. It might be time for him to say goodbye. They're all. I think there's a, a house cleaning I, coming. Yeah, I think that looks great out there. So give me this Colts minus one at home against the Saints. I'm with you. They've played hard. And Dude. and call me crazy, but doesn't Minshew kind of look... I know he's not a, an elite quarterback, but doesn't he look like he should be a starter in this league? Yes. Yeah, somewhere maybe not, for sure. Maybe a... Uh, what do they call it? Like a, um, a bridge starter? Like you, yeah. like you drafted a rookie... Yeah, like Carolina would be perfect right now. Great Carolina, just let Bryce Young sit and have Minshew. I think he's a starter in this league, and so which makes him probably the best backup in the league. So, I I like I don't I don't hate that one. I'm jumping on the bandwagon, which is never a good idea when it comes to gambling, but I'm fucking doing it anyway, and I'll I'll explain why. I'm going with Minnesota minus one and a half over Green Bay. Wow, momentum is a bitch, but here's why I like it. At Green Bay. Oh. Here's why I like it. Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is a 30-touchdown, 30, 30 10 interception guy, year in, year out, 4,500 to 4,700 yards. You're going to get what you're going to get. What I like, what I'm seeing, and what I think the turnaround has been is on defense. And I give a lot of credit here to Brian Flores. I think he, he's a Belichick disciple. He knows how to mix things up. 
Two weeks ago, I said to you I liked Minnesota against the Bears because I want. I think Flores is smart, and he'll mix it up, and he'll give tough looks to a young, you know, inexperienced Justin Fields who's not good at reading defenses. Same reason here. Brian Flores mixing it up, making it tough on basically a rookie quarterback. I mean, Jordan Love's got about seven starts under his belt. Give him tough things to look at. I expect a couple turnovers here. And momentum is a bitch in football, man. So I think Minnesota, it's the right team at the right time. And they're going in the right direction defensively. Defensively, they're going in the right direction. Give Minnesota minus one and a half on the road at Green Bay. There's not too many teams that can play the Philadelphia Eagles well. You mean the Jets? This team. There's not too many teams that can play the Philadelphia Eagles well. Like the Jets. Jets won. Um. This team does. Beat them last year in Philly. Had them on the ropes a couple weeks ago. What are you thinking? Although, exactly, I don't know. This team's not good. They lost to the Giants. They scored seven points. Philly coming off an emotional Sunday night. Mm. Sirianni's blowing himself. Everyone's having a good time. <laughs> He's very flexible. They go down the turnpike to play a rival. Sam Howell has not looked great. He's regressed. The run game has kind of slowed down. And their defense now doesn't look good. At least their secondary doesn't look good. They still got a pass rush. Hot seat city, I think, for Rivera and oh, uh, Jack Del Rio, dude. I think it's kind of they might another clean house situation. Absolutely. They figure it out. They, I don't know if they win the game, but they they play the best game of the year. Wow. Give me the Commanders plus six and a half Jesus. against the Eagles. Where's this game? Uh, in Washington. Wow. I tell you what, man. You're a sick bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I told you earlier. <laughs> I told you earlier that this game was a huge game more for Dallas than it is for the Rams. Dallas likes to fancy themselves a playoff team, one of the better teams in the league. If that's so, then you got Rams are a 500 football team. You need to beat a 500 football team at home. And I think they will. This is a perfect spot where we start to lose faith in a, in a good but not great team. A team whose expectations are probably too high, but is still a pretty good team. Let's see Micah Parsons get after Matthew Stafford a little bit in this game. Yeah, yeah. I got a feeling you're going to get a pretty good effort out of the Dallas Cowboys this week. They need this win. To keep up with the Eagles, maybe the Eagles get a little lucky and Scotty's right and Washington pulls off the upset here, and then you're really back in the talks of things. Give me Dallas minus six over the Rams. I got six and a half here, but I'll give you the six. I right, just um, go by the score. Yeah. Um, score. I was going to say something I forgot. You want to tell them your picks? Let's do that. You are, oh, you. I know what you're going to say. You love favorites, dude. You absolutely love. Yeah, I have a hard time with dogs. I have a hard time with dogs. There's a reason you're the favorite. You're the better team. I like betting on the better team. USC minus 11 at Cal. Utah plus 6.5 home against Oregon. Indianapolis Colts minus 1 home against the Saints. And the Washington Commanders plus 6.5 at home against the Philadelphia Eagles. By the way, for you gamblers out there, you're much better off taking dogs. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's just a better bet. It's a better bet. Um... I got USC. I think they're going to roll. I really do think they're going to roll. So give me USC minus 10.5. Oh, I had it at 10.5 on the score app. Whatever. Uh, minus 11. It's fine. It doesn't matter. They're going to win by 20. 
And North Carolina minus. <laughs> give them 15. I don't care. And North Carolina minus 11 and a half. I love Minnesota minus one and a half at Green Bay. This team is rolling, and I think they continue against Jordan Love. And in a tough battle, but I think Dallas wins late against the Rams. Give me Dallas minus six against the Rams. All right, it's Everyone's time. Everyone's favorite. Everyone's favorite. Here we go. I got a good feeling. Who in the NFL wears black helmets? No multiple choice. The Atlanta Falcons. One. Oh, how many? There's more? Yeah. Well, last week the Colts did, which was hideous. Oh, my God, dude. It's awful. And Michigan State did, too, and you couldn't even see the It was brutal. It was awful. I thought I was watching Duke. I'm like, my, my mind just wanted to root for the Blue Devils in that game for some reason. I thought they put CFL on on Sunday. Jesus. What the hell's going on here? Uh, there's more teams? There there's is? Three more teams. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens? Correct. And the Chicago... Wait a minute. I think that's Whoa, dark that's blue. A I think blue, that's dark blue. It's not Carolina. They're silver. Texans are blue. What's your girl's The team? Pittsburgh Steelers. And? I gave you three. There's one more. There's one more? What, Cincinnati's wouldn't be considered black, is it? It's like black and yeah. orange. No, yeah. sorry, no. Uh, the Raiders are silver. Right? You give up? No. Shit. Steelers. It's a little tricky. Who is it? The Jaguars. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why Man, I didn't get there. I, went, I literally I went division by division right in my head. Shit. Who in the NFL has Damn a star it. on their helmet? Okay. You got the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. You have the, uh, I believe you have the Houston Texans. Yep. A star. Two more. A star. Hmm. It's not the Colts. Is it the no. Jaguars? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> shit! Two more? There's two more? Now you gotta give me a second here. It's good for radio. Can you give me a can you give me a division? I can give you they're both in the AFC. They're both in the AFC. Okay, that's helpful. That's helpful. A star. Starlight, star bright. Damn. I said Dallas and the Texans, and there's two more? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Patriots. That's one. Both in the AFC. Uh, Titans? Yes, sir. The oh, yep. sweet. Okay, yep. good. Thank you. Yep. It's in the T somewhere? Yeah. I think it's behind it or some shit. Okay. Who has orange in their uniforms? Oh, my God. 
All right, we got Cincinnati. Boom. The Browns. Boom. The Buccaneers. Nope. Oh, they have the the football is orange. Brown. No, they're little. They were pewter. It's pewter. They call it pewter. Yeah, but all right. Um, orange. The Denver Broncos. I was gonna say Jesus. How many more? Two. There's two more? Two. I said the Browns. Did I say the Cincinnati Bengals? You did. Can I say it again? No? No. Uh, how about the Chicago Bears? That's one. Yep. Yeah. Orange. Can't say Clemson. <laughs> All right. Can't say Tennessee either. Um, no. Hmm. It's not No. Steelers, no. The Ravens, no. Green Bay, no. Minnesota, no. I said the Bears. Seattle, no. Rams, no. San Francisco, no. Arizona, no. Jets, no. Miami! There we go. About 62 teams. Look at this. Ah, come on. You got to give me some. Was, All right. I like that. That was good. Like that? That's good. I like that. Change one. up a little bit. One twenty in the books, brother man. I, you know what I like about that too is that if you're listening along, yeah, you're playing along because with it. Because I'm a dummy, you had plenty of time <laughs> <laughs> to figure it out for yourself. So, uh, hey, listen, there's a big fight this weekend. If you if you have access to pay per view or maybe you want to hit your local establishment, you got that Tyson Fury versus uh, n- n- the UFC guy, n- Nagano. <laughs> Am I saying it? Oh right? yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's yeah. It's kind of like the box, you know, boxer versus the UFC guy. That's two o'clock. Yeah. Two o'clock on Saturday. It'd be fun to watch because I believe this guy's Nagano. Where is it? Out overseas? It's got to be because it's two o'clock start, so it must yeah. be over in Eng- uh, in Europe somewhere. Uh, it's just always fun, you know, when those types of you know McGregor and and, and Mayfield kind of started uh, Mayweather started Mayweather. this whole thing. So Maybe we should look into it at this point if you. Yeah, so it's fun. So <laughs> something to check out, and then of course we got the big games, all, all the big football games this weekend. So yeah, buddy, was it one twenty? Unbelievable, man! The numbers getting bigger man. and bigger. We're cooking, we're cooking. Loving it, loving every minute of it. And we appreciate you guys all for listening. For Scott Bracy, I'm Pete Colasano. You've been listening to Bump and Run. We'll catch you guys next week.
Stop playing. 